This episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast to support our show. The Battlefront Podcast is also brought to you by Star Wars Uplink, Tina Sheep Entertainment's new podcast hosted by Sage Goodwin and Jared Bilby, covering everything Star Wars gaming, past, present, and future. Search Star Wars Uplink on your favorite podcast app and look for the tie-dye. Activate your personal shield and get your trait level to three because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 90 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Hello. In this episode, we'll be going over vehicles, weapons, and classes. Let's get started. Before we get into the actual topic of the podcast, we've got some announcements to make. Sam, what are we giving away? We're going we're giving away the Star Wars Battlefront 2 exclusive poster that was only available to people who played at EA Play Star Wars Battlefront 2. And we will be signing it. The number one Star Wars Battlefront podcast will sign your poster. The other thing, uh, we still are doing our Battlefront 2 giveaway. Uh, all you have to do to enter is leave us a review on iTunes. You can uh, get iTunes on PC or you can use an iPhone. Uh, go to the podcast app. Two more things. Sam now has a uh, Twitter account at SWBPSam. What do you do there, Sam? Polls that I get the Battlefront podcast to retweet because I have no followers. Last thing before we get started, we have a Facebook page. I just got finished making it. We, um, we're going to start doing exclusive Facebook content there. Um, I haven't really thought out everything there, but that's a good way to uh, interact with us and uh, interact with other listeners. Now let's get on to our main topic. Weapons, vehicles, and classes. I love classes now. Okay, Sam, what did you think of the classes for Battlefront 2? Which class only one I saw was heavy. <laughs> yeah, so if you don't know, Sam only played heavy. When we played Battlefront 2 at EA Play. Because right when we got there, we saw Battlefront updates. Hashtag shout out. And we did, were talking to him, and he already played Battlefront. And I was about to ask him about which class should I be, but he just went ahead and said it. And he, like, he read my mind, but he said... He read my mind. If you play Battlefront, play heavy, because even if he gets shot, he gets points. Yes. And then I found out that he's pretty broken, he, apart from that ability. He is even. extremely broken. Heavy I mean, is the, the most broken class in Battlefront. When I started, I thought you could only shoot the shield, but... Yeah, Sam's aiming at the shield, and I'm I like, didn't know that you could shoot, shoot their the feet. feet. Until um, one of the guys that we were waiting in line with <laughs> was yelling out to all of his team, shoot their feet! So if you don't know, Battlefront 2015 had a star card system, so they didn't have classes at all. A lot of people complained about that. And now I've seen the light, and it should have been classes in the riddle, um, in the original with uh, Battlefront 2015. You got these star cards. You could customize them. You could buy them. You could upgrade them. You can buy uh, charges for the charge cards. And then you basically create your own class. But since a lot of cl- um, since a lot of the star cards were actually overpowered, like for the longest period, people were only using the jump pack, personal shield, and the bowcaster because that was the best combo. 
Are you glad that they moved over two classes because I am ecstatic? I am glad. I would, as I said, probably in the first three episodes, I were, was hoping they would have classes. Yeah, I remember a, one of the very early episodes of our podcast. We were having the debate on classes versus star cards and i was the proponent of star cards just because i was like you could create your own class um and sam was like no i want it to be like battlefront 2 which this game is yes very similar i'm gonna go on a rant real quick so the reddit and twitter were getting angry about blah 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 not battlefront 2 the one i grew up with blah 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 this game sucks blah 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 first off if you go back and play Battlefront 2, it's not all it's out to be. It is fun. It is very fun. It's one of my favorite games of all time. But compared to Battlefront 2015, it is a terrible game. Like Battlefront 2015. Battle- People think Battlefront 2015 is one of the worst games ever. I think it's an amazing game. I had a much I had a ton of fun playing that. And a lot of people that were angry with Battlefront 2015 were angry because it was not Battlefront 3 by Pandemic. It was Battlefront Reboot by DICE, as it, sh- as it should be. Like, they're trying to do something new. They're trying to experiment because they had this franchise given to them and they wanted to do something different so they could set the, the precedent. Yeah, so the reason people think that Battlefront 2015 should have been like Battlefront the the original you know two is because they used the name battlefront they used battlefront so fans would see that franchise and look and they would be like hey look i love the battlefront twos growing up i'm gonna buy that game they use it for that which is both a blessing and a curse because first off they get a wide fan base right off the bat yes second off people are gonna associate it with the already established battlefronts yeah so we bought a PlayStation 4 and Battlefront to play that game just because we're like, oh, we loved Battlefront 2 and we hadn't played it in years, so we didn't expect anything out of it, which is the best thing. If you're if you're excited for any form of entertainment, the best thing to do is not get excited about it. Like, we were excited about it, but we did not know what to expect, so we had our expectations at zero. We had no idea what we were, what we were going to see. It's kind of the same here. So Battlefront, I'm I'm really angry with all the people like, oh, blah, 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 not Battlefront 2 that I grew up with. So give DICE a chance to say, hey, we know that you weren't as happy with Battlefront 2015. We know you wanted certain things, and we're going to address that. We're going to evolve the game and make it something new, but also call back to a lot of the things that our predecessors did. Yeah, it's not a rehash. It's a different game. A lot of people are, just because they're having prequel content now, they're expecting it to be the second Battlefront. Yeah. Battlefront 2, too. <laughs> Which they should be thankful. Coming into this, no one expected that much content to be in there. They thought, and like me and a lot of other people thought, that this Battlefront that we are waiting for right now was going to just have original trilogy and sequel trilogy content. Yeah. I was not expecting prequel trilogy Yeah, you can go all. back and listen to our previous episodes and we're like, they are I kept, never I ever my, going to do prequel tr- content. I kept my hopes so low that I got really excited when it yeah. came out. And we saw the leaked trailer. So... That leaked trailer, we're just like, what? 
Like, I didn't even know if it was real. Yeah, I, still, I, I thought it was fake, and someone did a really good job with all of the cinematics and everything. It still prepped me for the uh, Star Wars Celebration trailer. Yeah. Going to, the, like, the hate on Battlefront 2015, I got internet harassed by my love of Battlefront 2015. Someone sent our YouTube channel a message it was like, I heard somewhere that Battlefront 2015 is one of your f- favorite games of all time. And I was like, it is. And he's like, blah, 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 stupid, blah, blah, blah. You suck. Battlefront sucks. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, my gosh, it's an opinion, bro. So yeah, there, there's the rant for the episode. Now let's go back into classes. What classes do you like? I should probably say, what class do you like? Because obviously um, it's heavy. I mean... Obviously, I didn't play. I think the only reason I played another class was because it selected me as it. Because we got into the battlefront little station, we were at the very back. Like Sage didn't even think he was going to be able to play. Yeah, I almost got separated, and then they're like, "Oh wait, there's this little station right here." I was like, "Yes." Thank because you. duh, they count out fifty people exactly, forty people. I mean, well, anyway, we got in very last, and while you're waiting at the stations, it has a little two-minute timer. Yeah. That counts down. Well, when we got there, it was basically gone, and the game was started. So I was automatically enrolled as the officer class, which, you know, I thought it was fun, but not very powerful. So then I went to heavy, and then I just stuck with that the rest of the event. But I wish I did switch to specialist. Yeah, I played every single class. So the classes in Battlefront 2, heavy, specialist, officer, and assault. Assault should be the all-around class. Right now, it's not. Specialist is the sniper. Uh, heavy is the heavy. And then officer is the support. Assault is is kind of mid-range. They're trying to do it. Yeah. So also, by the soon after this podcast airs, you uh, there should be a new episode of Star Wars Uplink, and we go into like, Battlefront 2 because it's kind of hard to do a Star Wars video game podcast without covering <laughs> Battlefront 2. But... We kind of went into how we wanted the classes changed. So, Assault needs to be buffed and balanced in all of the areas. It should be the class to say, you're new to Battlefront, play Assault first. They need to buff everything and nerf. They need to buff everything but Heavy. Uh And then they need to nerf Heavy. Just a tad. Yeah. I mean, once people figured out that the shield is vulnerable, it was pretty much over. Yeah. I mean, once you dissect it and look at it, it's balanced. The only reason it was overpowered is because every other class was underpowered. Yes. If you put, if you take one thing, if you have four equal classes and nerf three of them, that balanced class is going to be the most powerful one. Yeah. Because, you know, they took the approach of, we're going to balance the crap out of everything. We're going to make it to where we're going to have to buff things rather than nerf them like we did in the previous game. Yeah. Which is smart. It's better to go weak and then have to buff than it is to go super powerful and then have to nerf. Because you'll have to tweak it multiple times to get it right. Yeah. So, Assault should be the all-around class. Like, that. over all of shooters, the Assault class is usually the, the every man and woman's class. And then... then op- there's Officer. Yeah. Officer, officer should, should be-, be buffed. I think... They should go in. They should go full in on objective play. Like he should yeah. go into the objective and then activate his thing and then just buff everyone else. Yeah, um, officer takes a really unique person to play. Like any across any shooter, there's most people just want to get kills, 
and then there's that one guy that wants to help his team team out, and that should be the class. Yes. So no. from the little bit I played, I played him at the first round, which nobody was around, so I didn't really get the full advantage of playing him. But I can see that he will be a fun class to play. Like in smaller game modes, he's going to be awesome. He's going to buff all of your teammates, and then they're going to go get the objective. Just if I could tweak the the class of officer, I would go this road. They're probably not because they've already established three abilities, and they're probably just going to play off of those. But, you know, he should be more... You know, he's a support character. He should have more healing abilities. And right now, you know, he just has the back to bumper ability, which gives you kind of a back to, back to effect. And then he has his turret. Yeah. The turret, I thought the turret was kind of weird. It didn't really shoot at all. Yeah. It, like, it took a while to actually lock on, and his play style doesn't really, I don't think it suits. That's more of a specialist. Yeah, type. I think the specialist, instead of the trip mine, should have a turret. Should have a turret. And yeah, I'm... I'm kind of mixed about whether they should have had the back to bomb, but if they should have, should have been on the um, officer class. Yeah, I think they should turn the officer into full on support. Like they should go on to like you're going to play this class. Only one person on your team is going to be able to. Like one person's going to want to do that. What I liked about Battlefront Two Pandemic was that that one class. What was it called? Engineer. Yeah. Engineer had an alternate weapon which could heal droids. Yes. I wish that it could do the same for your teammates. Um, your teammates. And then you have Specialist. I played Specialist and I think this may be my new favorite class. Yeah, it is. I haven't played it, but I've seen so many people use the class and it looks really fun. It has two sniper rifles that you could pick in the yeah, in the game, but you know what I like about this one is that this sniper is actually pretty good. Yeah, so this sniper is fun. Like, I went in there, I'm not usually a sniper, but I think I may be in Battlefront 2. Yep, because Battlefront 2015 had all the sniping off. All the star cards... All the the sniping came from the star cards. Basically the pulse cannon. And then the DLT-19X was a disaster. And this is so much better because in one shot you're not having to do the reload animation so yeah the uh, the sniper weapon that i played let me let me pull it up i actually have the name of it well there's there's one that shoots one bolt and then one that shoots multiple yeah personally i prefer the one so i played the single bolt shot and i actually really enjoyed it with the new the new aiming technique it's it takes a little getting used to, but I had a blast. So I believe it was the um, the E5S, and I really enjoyed that. Like, you if you can find yourself a corner where not a lot of people go to, and you just stay under there, maybe you can find some bushes, uh, the crouch behind it is so much fun. And the, I like the multiple weapon shot as well. Uh, gives two different sniping styles to the uh, the specialist. What I liked about the class system has how it like um accompanied the gameplay of the map yeah the first stage was more of a sniper second stage was more of the assault mid-range and the last was was probably um utilizing both the heavy and the officer yeah because it's close range so i hope they keep doing that and keep utilizing the classes because obviously one class isn't universal yes it shouldn't be like that you should be able to switch out because 
I think that's what they're trying to do in this game rather than just having one preset class. They're having four. So we've talked a lot about what we like about the class system, but do you have any gripes about it? The system or the classes themselves? Either one. Obviously, I have a few gripes about Officer. His pistol's really underpowered. But other than that, like, the assault, it's obviously all going to be buffed, so I can't really complain about it. Yeah, so the alpha build, the pre-alpha build, was, I'd say, a little unbalanced in the class systems. Uh, in the classes, not the class system. Do you have any gripes about the the system itself? Yes. Okay. But just the, uh, you know, spawn screen. Right when you start speak, um, right when you start picking the classes, I'm, I don't have a trouble picking the classes. Just the hero, it should tell you like when it will be available. Because yeah, like, you're kind of in the dark. You're just waiting. Oh, I hope that's gonna pop up. I hope that's gonna pop up. It should say maybe to the next of it, the right next to it, like have a a square. Maybe say square, and then it's automatically hero. Yeah, and then you have to scroll down, and one person's already doing that, and it's a fight to get there. Or maybe say how many units of the hero is is already in battle right now. So you can pro- possibly wait for the second one. Yeah, maybe show the health of the hero. I think that would be pretty cool. Because like, it, I would like to see, say, a hero is available. Yeah, or more no, clearly. Or you have enough credits for a hero. I would like to see that. It says that, but when you go to the screen, there's no hero there. Yeah. So you, I killed myself when I was 10 and 0. Just to see, because it said, hey, you got enough for a hero. Okay, I'm going to check. Crap, I just killed myself for no reason. It's not there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they could actually change that, because it would be like, you have enough credits for a hero, and then another line of text, do uh, the hero is not available. Because it's either the top or the bottom of the screen. It tells you how many battle points you have. Yeah. So that doesn't need to be popped up unless there's actually a hero available. That yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, idea. So you have enough heroes, or you have enough points for a hero. One is available, and it only shows you that when one is available. Um, that would be cool. One of the gripes that I had about the tab system, you know, where you can see all your ki- kills and deaths, it's like mass chaos. I mean, you know how they added icons kind of later in the game to yeah. where hey look that so guy's like this person has a hero this person's a ship this they person's just a vehicle. blew it out of the water everyone has an icon which is understandable but you can't really discern which is which so yeah. obviously if you're a troop you don't really need one so it just a little kind of bugs me out when I see it you want to know what bugs me out this is something that is extremely minute this is a minute uh, thing in Battlefront 2 but when the timer goes down it goes so there's a circle, and it goes around the circle, and instead of starting over and continuing, it start it like goes black, and then it goes blah blah. There isn't really a way to convey this during the podcast, like without showing you what the heck's happening. But uh, I will post maybe a GIF of or something like that to show what I'm talking about. But it drove me crazy the whole time. I was just like. That doesn't look right. That doesn't look like. So in Battlefront 2015, it had that gold bar that went around and then continued to go around. This one, it goes around, stops, starts over, and then goes around again. Stop, starts over, goes around again. It's like, bloop, 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 instead of bloop, bloop. I guess that's the only way I can describe it during audio. But I will post a clip of what I'm talking about. 
For as little as $1 a month, you can support the podcast and get a chance to be on the podcast, as well as listen to our Patreon-exclusive bonus show. This week's episode will focus on the Han Solo movie. Welcome to episode one of the Star Wars Battlefront podcast exclusive Patreon bonus show. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, and joined with me is my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Hello. Don't get cocky. In this episode, we'll be going over the Han Solo movie. Let's get started. Ron Howard's an altogether good director. But let's talk about Lord and Miller. I was, that was one of the main reasons that I wanted to see the movie. What's funny is the prequels were coming out as I was growing up, but I watched the original, so I have more nostalgia for the original trilogy than I do for the prequel trilogy. A lot of people, you know, just want to explore his past and, you know, see how he relates with Lando Calrissian because they already have a history in the mo- in uh, Empire Strikes Back. But we don't need to see that. I love how Star Wars just gets you in the middle of the stories. These people already have friends. These people already have alliances. And they're going and doing their stuff. I don't really... I, I I agree with Jared from the Star Wars Game Outpost that I don't really want to see how how Han Solo gets the Millennium Falcon, how Han Solo yeah. meets Chewbacca. Now let's go into the customization of classes. Classes. What about skins? Can we talk about that a little? You want to talk about skins? Let's talk about skins. How about both? Okay. Because obviously we're kind of limited unless you played the alpha about the class customization i didn't even think about doing it during my i changed my weapon once and then looked i did at the change other star my weapon cards. i didn't even re- think about looking to change some of my star cards yeah i thought it was so early in the game that it was kind of foolish of me to even try yeah if we had more time we only got to play like 30 to 40 minutes 30 to 40 minutes so customization you can change your weapons and i believe so you'll be able to change your weapons throughout so certain weapons will be able to uh, be played with certain classes yeah at the pre-alpha there were two weapons that you could change in between i changed the heavies weapon didn't really notice much of a difference yeah that's the bad thing that they need to make it more noticeable of a change to to you know justify yeah justify changing that weapon going in there and saying hey i want this to change obviously the heavy is kind of a spray and pray class which you can't really can't really do much difference but like i liked if I did change my weapon with the specialist, though, there are two different weapons there. One shoots a single shot, and one shoots multiple. Um, so that was definitely a noticeable difference. And then you have the star cards. So there are certain star cards that you can't change at all. I think it's one. It's one or two. And then there's either one or two that you can customize completely. Like you could use the barrage, you could use the scatter shot, you can use uh, all these different abilities. And then there's the kind of trait that goes along with it. Yeah, so you have a, a a passive trait that says, like with the heavy, if you take damage, you get more battle points. That's even with your shield. Even with the shield. So if they hit your shield, you take a little bit of damage somehow. Oh, going a little bit back to the classes, I just wanted to briefly touch on the shield of the heavy. That thing is broken. Yes. When I started it up, I thought it was, you know, the shield will be active for 10 seconds, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. It's active forever, and I would keep pulling it out and taking it back in because I thought it was about to go out. Yeah, the and the refresh isn't that long either for the shield. Yeah, so just need something to work on. But the customization, I don't know. I probably the shield is probably going to be the one 
of the non-interchangeable. Yeah. Because, you know, that kind of... That is you, part of the heavy. When you look at heavy, that's the first thing that comes to mind is the shield. And now that I think about it, I think it is you can only customize one star card, and that is the the right star card. Okay. So you could say you could want the barrage, you want the the scatter shot, all that stuff, and it's that one star card. So you can add a little more customization. You can change out the traits as well. And I hope they add as much or as even or even more of the star cards from Battlefront 2015. Yeah. Because right now, you know, you know, there's the barrage, there's the scatter shot. But, you know, I want something that's kind of obscure and that no one else would have. Yeah, so... That one legendary that no one likes. Let's go into the, the loot crates. I think that leads which us nicely into the loot crates, which, the, which goes hand-in-hand hand to customizations. So, you get loot crates for each time you play... You can go in there, you can buy them, and then you open them, and they have all of these different customizations. So you can get uh, a ray ability, you can get a heavy trooper ability, all these different classes and heroes. And skins. I be- Can't you... Aren't no, they it's not skins. Blue crate? No. It may in the future. That's something we were speculating upon. Because when it comes out, the seasons are going to be more, you know, or sooner than the DLC, which I heard Dennis Branval talking about. They're going to do less content, but more overall in each season. So, uh, like, say, you know, there was, like, every four months we got a DLC that was packed full. Yeah. Maybe. Instead, we're going to get little. Like two. Maybe two seasons to that one that equals even more content overall. So, in that four-month span, we get two seasons, and with each season, we get something little. Like, they're going to start off maybe big eight. with The Last Jedi, uh, Captain Phasma, and Finn. Yeah, Obviously, every season so far that I see is going to have one villain, one hero. Yeah. And then they're also going to do events. So I would like to see events for loot crates. You can go to this event, and then you, if you participate, you can get an exclusive skin, Some like, like Overwatch does it. So during the holidays, like Halloween, they had different Halloween-themed uh, skins. So maybe in, uh, say, the fourth, may the, may the fourth be with you, they have the uh, the farm boy luke and maybe he has a different trait if you use that skin or maybe um old stand obi-wan that has you know some particle which would be cool yeah um so i think that would be cool so the loot crates you buy these loot crates if you get duplicates it automatically makes it into um another like form dust. of currency another form of currency crafting parts like um a lot of games when you get something that's already that you already have it turns into some kind of you know currency towards that thing so yeah so you have maybe loot crate parts you have credits that you can spend on different things and then another form of currency i don't remember the name crafting parts but this other form of currency is only to be used for loot crates and customization announced and you can yeah i just don't remember the name um but you can use these uh different form of cr- uh, currency to upgrade your star cards so you can go up to epic but legendary star cards have to be earned through the loot boxes, and it's very rare that you would get that. So, say you have a uh, what is what are all legendary an epic? Yes, an epic barrage. You can upgrade it to some other form of you know the color or yeah. So purple, you can upgrade using these points, and the more you upgrade it, the more points you have to use. So it's kind of like an RPG. Yes. 
There are different rarities of loot crates, though. So you have gold, platinum, and so on and so forth, like that. So you have the normal loot crates that give you just the normal stuff. You have a very low chance to get uh, different color abilities. But if you use, like, the gold loot crate, you have more chance to get the gold star card and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, if you get a legendary chest, you have more of a chance to get a legendary. Yeah, and then you can buy these loot crates. Now, this is the thing that the community is very upset about. Pay to win. Been thrown down a lot. It could be. But what from what we've seen, it probably won't be. The way that they would keep it from being pay to win is making legendaries or crates in general more accessible. Like maybe every game you have a certain amount of chance to get a loot crate because a lot of people aren't going to spend their money to buy some crates. But some people are. Which begs the question... Of how they're going to stop that. Yeah, obviously the raising, long- raising the price will deter a lot of people. But in the long run, pay to win doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like a year year later, if you spend the time in Battlefront, you will be as high as level and all this stuff as uh, the people yeah. that bought it originally. But we're sacrificing DLC for this, so it's non-negotiable. They're going to do this, and they're going to make some other form of money through the game. You know what I mean? Like, back in the GameCube PS2 days, there was no DLC. They sold the game, they got the money, they paid their publisher, but now games have such a higher budget and so much more quality than back in the day, which we watched a video on how the game uh, game making works, and you know they have to pay the publisher a certain amount before they even start making money. Yeah. And they have to get that pretty soon. So the way that they could stop pay to win is if they introduce rank. So you have to be a certain rank before you can buy this. Yeah, so say you have to be rank 20 to even open a legendary. You know what I mean? Which isn't a high rank if they're going infinitely. I don't know about that. Like, to open one, maybe you have to be a certain... I got a really good idea. Maybe you can only open, like, one legendary loot crate a day. So you want to... That would, this is such a hard... That would stop a lot of people like, oh, dude, I'm going to buy 30 legendary loot crates. I'm going to open them all in one night. No. <laughs> this is such Over 24 a hard... hours, you can only open one legendary loot crate. Come back in 23 hours, 59 minutes, 31 seconds, 30 seconds, 29 seconds. This is such a hard problem to solve because, like, you could do that, but then the people that don't buy, don't buy the loot crates through the store with real money would be like, oh, crap, I have to... Wait. Wait. But once you look at it, if Legendary is really that hard to you, get... Yeah, you're going to work for it. Yeah, it's okay. Going, and maybe if you don't open a Legendary Loot Crate, one day you get some kind of charge. And I believe... And you can only have a max of like 10 charges, and then you can open them. And they they do already have a daily Loot Crate you can get. So every day you that is check awesome. in, and then you get this free one. Which is going to make people, you know, log into Battlefront every day, yeah. which is cool. So that that's very smart. So, you know, it's going to be a really hard uh, kind of struggle to get that balanced and that make, every, everyone, make everyone happy. And nobody will be happy. Some people will be like, I want to pay to win and get all their stuff before everyone else. But then there's going to be people. I, I, yeah, I, I can, played Battlefront for 200 hours and I got all this stuff. I can see why people are getting angry because that one rich kid who doesn't, who plays five hours of Battlefront, has all as two to three times more stuff than you. But there's also the point, like, once they get everything, they're not going to play Battlefront that much. 
So there could also be that as well. Yeah, and that the people that are dedicated will continue to play and continue to earn as much. This can go back and forth. It may take longer to get there, but they're going to be more invested in the game than the person who goes up there and buys and, all of these loot crates. And look at this. Look at it this way: be happy that you have to like play extra, and you know, dude, I really want that barrage. Yeah, I'm ex. I'm so excited for that. I'm going to be like, okay, I've got, I've got to do work this. for a week just to get this one star card that I've been waiting for since the launch. And Elliot from Battlefront Updates, he said pretty much the same thing. Like, he was genuinely excited when he saw yeah, it's that, that legendary. It's that rush, you know. Okay, come so on, come on. What's the first get? one opens, crap, a common. Second one opens, freaking cosmetic. Third one opens, oh, oh, legendary. Yeah. So that's going to be f- so much fun. So it just gives it more playability. Like, I wish this Battlefront right now had more playability. Right once now, you, I'm, once you I'm content s- with the 200 hours that I spent. I bas- I got the Platinum. I have most of the dioramas. I have almost every star card maxed. I'm content. I don't really have that drive to go max every star card to black and go get every custom uh, it doesn't really skin. matter that much two seconds of recharge but this is going to make a difference yeah this will be like even it's going to be very hard to unlock everything but even then you're going to be like yeah you're going to show your friends dude i have all of the legendaries yeah so i was talking to a listener of the podcast on twitter and he was wondering if they would add loot crate customizations in DLC. And I think they really will. That's um, a good question. That would add so much stuff. Like they have this new star card and then you upgrade it and that kind of stuff. You have these different exclusive things. Like I would love to see that in the events. So like I was saying earlier, may the fourth be with you. Star Wars event. So on and so forth. Flash Jedi comes out. You have an event. Yeah. Maybe you get uh, a skin or something. Yeah. If you log in on maybe the day that Last Jedi comes out, you get uh, exclusive loot crate. Bot. Yeah, that you that no one will ever have unless they log into that day. Yeah, like right now, it'll be a different. It'll be a like an exclusive star card, but will it break the game? I don't think game? it would be no. an exclusive star card. I think it'd be something more gradual, c- like customization. Skins. But it'd be cool to have that. Maybe you get a custom stormtrooper skin or something like it's like got a fin, different em- emblems on it, or a helmet that has the blood mark. It's yeah, it's like T-shirts. Like, you have these different t-shirts when you go to different events and that kind of stuff. Like, you go to this event, you get a like a badge or something on your pauldron. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, skins won't, like, give anyone this special right to this star card or anything. So. Yeah. So, that that would be groundbreaking if they kept it behind that. Like, oh, you didn't get a log into Battlefront this time, so you don't get this new star card. I don't think it should be that at all. I think it should be more gradual, like, skins, customization, badges, like... Uh, they've got um, maybe for a week. If you log in, you maybe get a custom star card. That gives them a window of opportunity. Because I, I would like know. an exclusive star card that you know, hundred thousand people in the world don't have. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm super excited about okay. the loot crate system. Let's move on to skins. Okay, skins. I'm really excited for these. Do you? So they said that you're going to get a last Jedi skin for Rey and Kylo Ren. So that uh, that opens the door for so many different customizations. Yeah, you know, the co- customization possibilities are endless. Yeah. You could have, you could have Starlight Padawan. destroyed Boba Fett. You could have, uh, I don't know, if they don't add Jango Fett, a Jango Fett skin. Yeah. Or, you know, man, a classic Mandalorian skin. 
or a, a fan favorite uh, spider legs darth maul or you know possibly endless young obi-wan old obi-wan old han solo new hope han solo with his bat with his uh little metal the metal m-e-d-a-l han solo <laughs> chewbacca without his metal chewbacca the other chewbacca the one that's kind of sc- scruffy looking you know the one in uh i think it's empire strikes back he's kind of fluffy yeah but you know you can't so- really go with chewbacca that much maybe you we know- don't have any chewbacca customizations <laughs> maybe one of the wookies with the i'm pretty sure he had some kind of armor or helmet Chewbacca doesn't really change his outfit that much. As does he Yoda. looks a little older in uh, The Force Awakens. Yoda's been alive for 800 years. And he has, he's got the, he's same, got the same outfit, outfit in his cl- little closet. It might be the same outfit. I mean, they could have Puppet Yoda, CGI Yoda. <laughs> Puppet Yoda would be so weird. Like, if it was um, episode one, Crab- Puppet Yoda. Crabby CGI Yoda. <laughs> I don't Yoda actually I think Yoda looks good as CGI. It's um the first uh, the, I know the Phantom Menace from the ugly puppet Yoda. I mean like, what was going on there? I guess Jim Henson wasn't involved or Frank Oz. I think he was he was involved. He he did the voice. Yeah. But who knows what what went wrong with that <laughs> abomination. <laughs> yeah. So going to we're going to touch on vehicles a little bit. I got to play with the ATRT. I didn't play any. Sam didn't play any, so I'm going to be talking. But I have seen a lot of gameplay. I also played the N1 Starfighter, and then the I uh, despise droid, Starfighters. And then the droid, um, the Vulture droid. Don't take it the wrong way. Like, If it's just a Starfighter game mode, I have no problem with it. It's just people like Muselk breaking the game in Starfighters who camp in the skies getting 30 kills with a Vulture droid. That kind of ruins me. Like for me, I'm not really a fighter pilot kind of guy. I am. So I, I, the changes that they've made to air combat, great. It feels amazing. You can now do a barrel roll yeah, on command. Finally, no more freaking uh, evasive do, maneuvers. Yeah. I uh, didn't do, even try that, but really, in Star Wars, are they really waiting on their evasive maneuvers while they're getting shot at a Tie Fighter? Come on, come on, come on! Hurry up! <laughs> Hurry up, reload. Oh, I'm definitely getting the black card for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Barrel rolling. I tried to be awesome and do a barrel roll and go sideways into the between these two buildings. Completely failed. But you can do it. Like, with training, you can do these amazing things. You can do a barrel roll and then destroy, like, three people. But I'm going to touch on the uh, targeting system a little bit. I mean, it's kind of... I'm torn between, I'm like... I liked the automatic targeting system because it made me good without practicing. Second, this one is so much more like Star Wars. Yeah. It's not you hold your back trigger the entire time. Yeah, when it was originally out, all you had to do was hold. <laughs> you, you literally hold that button the entire game. People broke their controllers left toggle because of that. Like, you just hold it down and blah, 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 pow, pow, pow. This, you actually have to look. You move You move your targeting, uh, targeting system to uh, the different uh, targets and the, the enemy pilots that what makes the barrel rolling you know yeah like you barrel roll you run away speed up get out of there and then you come back and try and target the person that's trying to kill you like it feels like star wars like there's none of this oh crap i need to my evasive movers is done for i can't use that right now i just i gotta hold down and start firing this takes skill it takes a little um 
it takes a little time to get used to. I got to play it. I was like, man, this is this is gonna be awesome. I was bad at it at first. Then I played it again. I was like, man, I love this. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be game changing, um, and it feels like Star Wars. Yes. So they're obviously gonna have like space battles. Obviously. Yeah. Hopefully, kind of more like Battlefront Two. Doesn't really feel like a a war when you're playing Fire Squadron. I mean, I hope you know you see capital ships in the background. Yeah, like capital ships being destroyed, and like even if you can't yeah. target them, but like them fighting each other and destroying. That's what I liked about the Coruscant mission in Lego Star Wars, is that you know there's so much going on. It's AI; you can't mess with them, but it just gives more authenticity. Like that—that's a perfect example of what they're trying to do. Like that's what I want them to do: is go to Lego Star Wars Episode Three, first mission. You are in the ships as Obi Wan and Anakin Skywalker. You've got to go through these massive things, destroy this ship, destroy that ship, um, add more objectives to it instead of blast with spaceships, which is what Fighter Squadron really was. I think that's the thing that they, I want them to change is add more objectives for the space combat. Yeah, just killing each other mindlessly isn't enough. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I stopped playing Fighter Squadron is because there wasn't really objective. I like... Uh, the battle station game mode where it gives you an objective to fight around i liked how you know right when you started playing fighter squadron those little ships that you were protecting actually mattered because everyone thought you couldn't win unless you protected them yeah everyone's like oh my gosh i gotta go over there now everyone's like i'm going for kills i don't care about that crap yeah so maybe you're you're trying to protect the millennium falcon while it's going through space and then kylo ren's ship pops up or some other um, enemy villain ship pops up, and you have to ward off that ship from destroying your hero ship. So I'm very excited for that. Now for our poll of the week. Last week's poll was, how do you want to hero play across eras? We got 142 votes, and the final results were 49% certain game modes, 24% all game modes, 10% keep it canon, and 17% don't care. My prediction that certain game modes would win was 100% true. Understandable. So the poll of the week for this episode is, what skins do you want in Battlefront 2? Your choices are Spider-Legs Maul, Farm Boy Luke, Old Man Han, or other, and then you comment. So what about you, Sam? Spider-Legs Maul, I know it probably would never be added. Just being honest with the mechanics, I mean, a spider legs mall isn't very mobile, mobile, or just metal legs mall. So I'd pick that because he's awesome. Yeah, and I just want more mall. And you know, there's not really many customizations that would be available for Darth Maul. Hood on, hood off. Um, in two pieces. <laughs> one part's a leg, one part's a body. Just fall, which here down. two, three heroes available: legs mall, body. Body Maul or Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going to do... I, I would want either Farm Boy Luke, because I think that'd just be pretty cool. Um, or Maul. I think Maul's going to be pretty popular. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at SWBpodcast, twitter.com slash SWBpodcast. You can follow me on Twitter at SWBPSam, twitter.com slash SWBPSam. I believe that works. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, 
all of the places. Your favorite podcast app, search for Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. If you'd like to enter our giveaway of Battlefront 2, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Or if you would like to enter the signed exclusive poster, you can go to our Twitter account by the time this podcast episode is out. We should have the tweet with the link available. As always, may the Force be with you. So we are giving away... Sam, what are we giving away? We're giving away a signed poster that was only exclusive to people who played Star Wars Battlefront 2 EA. EA, OMG, hashtag lol, hashtag EA play, hashtag, hashtag. You can't hashtag a hashtag. I have used the hashtag, hashtag. But you can't do the symbol hashtag. No, but you can do the hashtag H-A-S-H-T-A-G. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. So yes, we will be giving away a signed... What? You need some water? No, I'm good. So yes, we will be giving away a signed poster... What? Say that again. Why? Because <laughs> you say a way. So, yes, we will be giving a way. <laughs> a way. We'll be giving it's a way, not a way. <laughs> we'll be giving away a copy. No. Cop. No. Okay. So, yes, we'll be giving a way. What is wrong with me? A way. A way.